this is empowering to make the difference. It's Abiodu and Ajoke Koliwo. Enjoy the word of God and watch it transform your world. Lord, I thank you for every person here. You know every need. You send forth your word, you healed and you delivered. I ask that the word that I will speak this morning will be the saint's word. That will come with the ability to heal, to deliver, to edify, to establish, to pull down, and to throw down in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. You know, last Sunday, Pastor was teaching us about the flip side of the love of God and the fear of God. I was talking more about the benefits of the fear of God. And it reminded us that many of us actually do love God. All of us are here this morning because we love God. There are some people who are not even here yet, but they love God. But the thing we need to add to our love of God is the fear of God. It's the love of God that makes us appreciate what Jesus did for us on the cross. But it's the fear of God that makes us approve the things that are excellent in his sight. Because we fear him, we approve things that are excellent in his sight. So I'm just going to take it a little bit further this morning. And I'm going to take us to the root of the spirit of the fear of God. Why I need to fear God. What the Holy Spirit gives us. What we have when we receive the Holy Spirit. Because I'm sure both of us, all of us here know that sometimes the things you want to do is not what you do, like Paul says. But you have been enabled by the Holy Spirit, and I'm going to just be showing you that very briefly this morning. Because we're going to be leaving here at 11. Amen. You can take it to the bank this morning. By the grace of God. Amen. Alright, so Isaiah 11 is going to be my first reference. And I read... And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of the knowledge and of the fear of God. And it shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. And he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, neither reprove after the hearing of his ears. But with righteousness shall he judge the poor and reprove with equity. For the meek of the earth he shall smite the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips shall he slay the wicked. And righteousness shall be the guardian of his loins, and faithfulness the guardian of his reins. We'll just stop there. I want to open this up this morning for us to see what i've called the holy spirit combo you know when you have a combo that's a full package i remember um something that happened years ago this is well over a decade very very long time ago when we still used to eat um, fast food you know occasional fast food and we were i think we were visiting england at that time and we were at kfc somebody's already smiling this joke is not of me, it's on somebody else. Hallelujah. Amen. But as they see that seat in the heavens shall laugh. So there's this package in KFC. I think, yeah, that's KFC. And it's called Fully Loaded. How many of us know Fully Loaded? Do they have it here? But there's a Fully Loaded package. 
In that fully loaded package in KFC, you have corn, you have rice, you have chicken, you have ice cream. It's fully loaded. And we had it once as a family. And so we went back there again, and this time Pastor was supposed to uh, place the order. And he went there and said, um, can I have the full load? <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> so he said, can I have the full load? So we were looking at him like, what's full load? He said, full load. So I said, fully loaded. Hallelujah. So this morning, the Holy Spirit is fully loaded. And you are going to get a full load. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So when the Holy Spirit comes, the Bible talks about his manifestation on Jesus Christ. That he shall come as the Spirit of the Lord. Verse 2 says, the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, upon this root, upon this stem of Jesse. And this Spirit of the Lord shall rest as a Spirit of wisdom. And it will also rest as a Spirit of understanding. It will rest as cancer. It will rest as might. It will rest as knowledge. And of the fear of the Lord. So the fear of the Lord that brings benefits into our life is a function of the power of the Holy Spirit upon our life. Not only will the Holy Spirit come and help you and come upon you and you speak in a new language and you pray in tongues and you pray in the language of angels and you're able to bind the devil and all of that, but he's going to rest on you fully loaded with benefits. We're just going to look at the ones that are itemized, 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 <laughs> itemized here. Hallelujah. And we're going to look at it and link it with another scripture so you understand the benefits of what you have. It's not hard to fear the Lord when you understand that it's an influence. When you understand that you already have that spirit. We will no longer remember the first two or three prayer points that Pastor even took. And he was talking about relevance. He was talking about accuracy. He was talking about, you know, wisdom to be able to say the right things administrative skill he was asking us to pray for all those things but these things also come within the full load of the holy spirit it comes as wisdom he comes as understanding he comes as counsel he comes as might he comes as knowledge and he comes as the fear of the lord and it makes us of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. You know, many of us eventually get to fear the Lord. But it's just that we don't understand him quickly. By that I mean that when the word of God is expounded, or the principles of the word of God is expounded, we're a little bit slow to come to the understanding and to get the benefit of what is already promised. But the Spirit of the Lord is what made Jesus of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. If you look at some stories in the Bible, you look at the story of the prodigal son, for instance. He ultimately came back to his father. But before he came back to his father, he had wasted benefits. He had gone from the path of, of, of proper training and upbringing his parents had given him. He had gone to ask for, you know, money, benefits, 
instead of wisdom to live life as a young man does that ring a bell have you noticed that young people these days it's not as if anybody doesn't need money but have you noticed that young people just feel that money is a solution and so they pursue money instead of pursuing wisdom or pursuing god all the money all the songs that usually about money remember the guy who sang i don't get a lot we sing our own to in church and they're singing i don't get money i don't get a lot in the church or they're singing it even in their entertainment circle how many of us know no more insufficient for <laughs> shower your blessings i want this money Mm-mm. you need this wisdom you need to know the fear of the lord so this prodigal son too was like that was like look dad obviously you're not about to die but i need this money so give me my own and so he left you know the rest of the story he left he destroyed it he he just wasted everything and then what later he understood that ah, let me go back to my father he learned to come back home and abide by his father but it wasn't early enough he had wasted time we will no longer waste time we have quick understanding of everything that we need quick understanding of education quick understanding of relationship quick understanding of godliness quick understanding of character you don't have to like part of the prayer points that were lifted this morning we don't have to destroy it we don't have to be so foolish or lack administrative skill that we first pull it down before we now start building it up amen, amen. so all of that is in the combo that we have in the holy spirit you remember also the story of the disciples on the way to emmaus i'm not going to turn into that but the story of the disciples on the way to emmaus you know when jesus christ appeared to the disciples when he was speaking to them they didn't quickly understand they didn't even understand that it was jesus that was speaking to them and when they got to emmaus the bible says that jesus made to do he behaved you know he just made a movement like he wanted to continue the journey but when they asked him to stay with them in emmaus he was there with them and then as he broke bread they understood everything their eyes were opened and they saw that that was jesus and when he left and he immediately disappeared from their sight and they said to themselves did our heart not burn when he spoke to us on the road something was burning but they didn't understand you know sometimes you hear a message you can't really apply it you hear a principle you hear something and then until it's all over before you realize that oh i should have used this principle i should have done it this way i should have fasted i should have prayed i should have kept quiet i should have spoken up different things because we were not of quick understanding god will make you an eye of quick understanding in jesus name so many so many look at even the story of jonah jonah ended up delivering the message god sent him but first he paid his 
fair. He spent money to go on a journey that God didn't send him. He went all the way to Tashish instead of going to Nineveh. And then he was in this very, very bad storm. They had a rough passage and everything that was in the boat that Jonah was in was lost. But finally, he said to the people, look, I am the problem here. They cast him into the sea. You know the story. The whale swallowed him. The whale vomited him. And what did he do? What God said he should do. He did it. He didn't do it quickly. He wasted time. Affected people. Destroyed other people's businesses. Eventually, he feared the Lord. But he didn't do it quickly. Thank God for God is a God of second chance. I'm sure that if we're sincere, we will know that in different aspects of our life, we have been like Jonas, isn't it? We have been like the prodigal son. We ultimately do the right thing. But we're not quick to do it. Thank God from this moment, the Holy Spirit will operate in our lives as a Spirit that makes us quick in the fear of the Lord. They will not say the same thing to us over and over. We will not make the same mistakes over and over before we learn to do the right things and we move on to the benefits. So that's what the Holy Spirit does. He makes you of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. And why do we need the Holy Spirit? We need the Holy Spirit because of what God has asked us to do. If you go with me, your Bibles, to Isaiah 61. God has asked us all to do different things. We all have different things that we're facing. What I'm facing is not what you are facing. What a single person is facing is not what a married is facing. Sometimes what a man is facing is not what a woman is facing. Sometimes what the pastor is facing is not what the congregation is facing. But we all have things that need counsel, that need knowledge, that need understanding. The job you are doing is not the one I'm doing. Somebody may be a staff, somebody may be an employee. Somebody may be the team manager, somebody may just be a member of the team. But for whatever we are facing, we have the full load of the Holy Spirit to help us. Isaiah 61, thank you. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. And he has anointed. I'm sorry, I have to take that again. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because. That's where I want to pause. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he has anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. And then it goes on and lists a list of other things for which. The anointing was supposed to operate in his life. The Holy Spirit is upon us because we're women. Because we're men. Because we're students. Because we're bosses. Because we're employees. Because we're in the choir. Because we run our businesses. Because we're single. Because we're married. There's a reason, there's a benefit. Thank God without the Holy Spirit, we can't even pray. Bible says we don't even know how to pray as we ought to, but the Holy Spirit helps us to make intercession 
according to the will of God. Amen. So that because, because of what we have to do, the anointing is upon us to achieve what we want to do. And that anointing is manifested not just, you know, in that empowering that makes the miraculous happen. But that anointing is manifested as you would have seen it earlier in Isaiah 11. That anointing is manifested as cancer because of what you have to do. As might. The scripture says, let the weak say I'm strong. Because of what we have to do as a church, as individuals, the spirit is upon us because. So there's a reason for counsel. You need counsel because. You need the spirit of might because. Are you getting me this morning? You need knowledge because of what you are called to do. You need to be of quick understanding because of what you are called to do. And so if you are called to do anything at all, you need the Holy Spirit. You need a might that he gives. I need a counsel that he gives. I need a might that he gives. I need the full load of benefits that he gives because of what I'm called to do. Jesus was called to preach good tidings unto the meek. He was called to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, the day of vengeance, to comfort all that mourn, to appoint unto people in Zion beauty for ashes, all of joy for mourning, garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be conscious of righteousness, the planting of the Lord that he may be glorified. And for all of that, he needed the Holy Spirit. He needed to fear the Lord. He needed to know when to go to Jerusalem. He needed when to stay in Galilee. He needed to know when to appoint his disciples. He needed to appoint, he needed to know who to appoint. He needed to know when to go to Samaria at the time of the day when he would meet that one critical person that was his key, his link into Samaria. He needed counsel, he needed understanding. The Spirit of God operated upon his life in all those dimensions. So we should also expect the Spirit of God to operate in our life in all those dimensions. That means we are not supposed to live just by ourselves. The things that you and I need to do, we are not supposed to do with our strength. We are supposed to be under an influence. Under the influence. We are supposed to do it by the grace and the power of God. And so when we do it and we take longer than we should take 
or we don't get the results that we really want to get, perhaps we're not using the counsel, the might, the understanding, and the knowledge that is available to us in the Holy Spirit. And above all, the fear of the Lord that will ultimately fill our life with treasures. So if we are stumbling, or if we are slow, or things are delayed, that's what it means to be slow. Perhaps we are only praying in tongues. We don't pray and ask for wisdom. Perhaps we are not saying, Holy Spirit, lead me to where I will get the relevant information or the relevant knowledge. When God, you know, when God wanted to send Jesus on this assignment, he couldn't do it without the Spirit of God. If you remember at the beginning of worship, when pastor was talking about Elohim, how many of us caught it? If you look in Genesis 1, it says, In the beginning, Elohim created. Elohim there is the plurality of God. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. The plurality of God. So it takes the Spirit of God, the Word of God, and the Fatherhood of God to create and to recreate. So whether you want to create something afresh, a new thing entirely, or you want to restore that which has been destroyed, whatever it is, is it your health, is it your finances, is it a relationship, you will be needing Elohim. You'll be needing that component, that spirit of God. You'll be needing beyond the word of God. The word of God is just a logos of God. It's that which is just spoken. You'll be needing the you'll be needing what the Bible calls the breath of God. You'll be needing the ruach of God. You'll be needing the inspiration of God. Hallelujah. Job, if you look at Job 32 verse 8, if you can put that on the screen for me, I'll be grateful. Hallelujah. Job 32 verse 8. But there is a spirit in man. And the inspiration of the Almighty does what? It gives them understanding. It gives them understanding. You and I have understanding because the Spirit of God is on our inside in Jesus' name. There is a spirit. You have to know that there is a spirit. The Spirit of God is supposed to help you get understanding. When you pray in the Holy Ghost, for instance, if you are looking for understanding over a particular matter, when you pray in the Holy Ghost, you pray in the Holy Ghost, you may find out that the Holy Spirit says, oh, if you have a big bookshelf, that is, if you have a big enough library, you may find that the Holy Spirit will say, okay, take that book and read it. And if it's not saying take that book and read it, you may find out that, you know, put on the telly and there's a program that comes up. Or somebody sends you a mail. Information and understanding comes to you because you have engaged the Holy Spirit. There's a spirit in man and the inspiration of the Almighty God 
gives understanding. And so, sometimes you look at your actions, or you look at your words, or you look at people, the things they do, or the things they say, and then you say, where is this coming from? By what spirit? Like they asked Jesus, by what spirit are you doing all this? By what authority? You know, sometimes people do things and say, oh, that was done in the wrong spirit. Isn't it? Because what birthed it, what made the person do that thing that he or she did, was not a function of the Holy Spirit. It wasn't pure. By the fruit of that which happened, you knew that, no, this thing that was done by this person, or that you yourself did, <laughs> amen, was not done with the right spirit. Because in everything, we are creatures of what goes on in the realm of the spirit. It's either you are under the influence of the spirit of God, or you are under the influence of the spirit of this age. Matthew 16 and 17. The background to that story was that Jesus wanted a feedback. He wanted to know how people appraised him, what they thought he was. He wanted to know what was going on. He wanted to know if he was getting there, if they were getting it. And so he turned around and asked his disciples, so you go, you're on social media, you read newspapers, you're on Facebook every day, so what are you hearing there? What are they saying? What do they say I am on Twitter? Who do this generation think I am? And then some say, oh, they think you're Elias, they think you're Elijah. Then Peter answered. When Jesus said, but who do you say I am? Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said to him, blessed are you Simon Barjona for flesh and blood has not revealed it unto you but my father which is in heaven so there was a revelation that came to him by the spirit of God that made him understand who Jesus was it wasn't a function of what was ordinarily available, it was not knowledge on the streets it was not word on the streets it was not word on the street ah, that guy doing miracles you know, it's Jesus. It wasn't word on the street. It was a revelation. It was something it was called understanding. It's called understanding. It's called an insight. And the spirit in man, the inspiration of the Most High. You saw that in Job. The inspiration of the Most High was what gave Peter understanding. There are issues in your office that the inspiration of the Most High will help you to solve. There are issues in our lives that the inspiration of the Most High will help us to solve. We will not just be saying what they are saying, but we will say the right thing because we will be helped to see and to understand the right thing. And so Jesus said to Peter, this was by inspiration of the Most High. And then Jesus turned around and says to Peter, and I say unto you, you are Peter, and upon this rock of revelation, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. 
and I will give unto you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever you shall lose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. So the understanding of the Holy Spirit, the inspiration that the Holy Spirit gives us, is part of what makes our prayer life effective. We begin to bind correctly, bind effectively, we begin to lose correctly, and lose effectively because we have received an inspiration from the Holy Spirit as to what we should do. You remember when Jesus Christ came down from the Mount of Transfiguration and he met the other disciples? They were trying to cast out the devil out of a boy that was mute, that was having epileptic attacks and all of that. And they couldn't cast the devil out of him. But when Jesus came down, he said to them, he said what? This type does not go out except by prayer and by fasting. That means you know what needs prayer and fasting? You know what needs praising? You know what needs information? You know what to do part time. You know you cannot be praying and confessing over something that needs fasting. Isn't it? You cannot be praising alone over something that needs fasting and prayer. So that's what the Holy Spirit will do. He will give you the understanding to know, He will give us the understanding to know how to attack our issues, how to solve the problem of our nation. One of the prayer points that Pastor also took this morning was about relevance. Say the work we're doing will be relevant to our community, will be relevant in our generation, and will be celebrated. We will enjoy the fruit of our labor. All of this is part of what the Holy Spirit delivers to us. The multifaceted gifts that we have in the Holy Spirit. So the things that God wants you to do is not supposed to come from your power. You are supposed to plug to the source. You are supposed you know, to be connected. You and I are supposed to be connected to a power. To a, we have been helped. Say I have been helped. Amen. So, from that revelation and that inspiration, it says you can pray effectively. I, I need to quickly read as well. Then he charged his disciples that they should tell no man that he was Jesus the Christ. And from that time forth, Jesus began to show unto his disciples how uh, he must go unto Jerusalem, suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and the scribes, and be killed and be raised again the third day. Verse 22. Then Peter took him. And began to rebuke him, saying, Be it far from you, O Lord, this shall not be unto thee. But he turned and said unto Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan. Thou art an offense unto me. For you serve not the things that be of God, but those that be of men. See, in verse 17, you see Jesus Christ saying, That's your action, that's your utterance. That solution that you brought, that information that you brought as to who I am, that information that you used to solve that problem came from the Spirit of God. He said it's not flesh and blood, it's not your information, it's not your education. That means you and I should expect to function above our degree level. Whether you've gone to university or not, whether you have a PhD or you have a first degree, we're supposed to function above that level. Receive grace to function at that level so that in these last days we will be relevant. 
That's why the Bible says that Jesus will come for a glorious church. He's not going to come for us as we're defeated and we don't even know what to do. No. He's not going to come for us like that. He's going to come for the church that is blossoming. He's going to come for a church that has understanding. He's going to come for a church that is working in wisdom, in revelation, in the fear of God, in the knowledge of God. So you see Jesus in verse 17 saying to Peter, you solve that problem by the Spirit of God. But then he gets to verse 23, just after a few things after, you know, some multi-genes after. But by the time you look at it, it's just like literally only five verses after. And then he's saying to Peter, Peter now begins to say, oh, this is what we should not do. Don't go to Jerusalem. Don't go and be killed. And he says, mm, cut it. Cut it off, Peter. Before you spoke by divine inspiration, now you are speaking by satanic inspiration. So we're under the influence. Either we're speaking by that which the Holy Spirit brings and if we're not speaking by that which the Holy Spirit brings what are we doing? we're saying it according to the flesh we're saying it according to satanic patterns so you are no, it's not optional functioning in what the Holy Spirit has is not optional because if we're not functioning in that we're going to be functioning in this We are under an influence. No one is just no one is just um, no one is just blank anymore. Either your influence that came by your culture or by your nurture, but as an influence, what you say is you is a product of an influence. And so Peter begins to say, No, don't go. And Jesus says to him, get thee behind me. And this time, instead of saying, God told you, he's saying what? Satan is using you. And he told him why. He told him why. He said, because you serve not the things that are of God, but the things that are of men. He said, when you seek to please men, when you want to be, you know, you want to show off, you want to be in the good books, you want to have 10,000 followers. Sometimes you may not be getting the influence from the right place. But the Holy Spirit wants us, God wants us to be influenced by the Holy Spirit. All of us know what the scripture says. In John 10.10. 10. And what does it say? That you may have life. Have it how? More abundantly. But. Before then. Or after that. I'm sorry. You see that the scripture also says. That. The devil does what? Comes to steal. Hello. To kill and to do what? To destroy. So anything that is done under the influence of the devil will only do what? Kill and destroy. But what is done under the influence of the Holy Spirit will give you what? Life and that more abundantly. 
So if we look at what is going down in our lives, we need to know what influence produced that. If we look at what is going up, we need to know what influence produced it. We need to know the influence to cut off and the influence to plug into. Because the Spirit of God and even the Spirit is like a wind. Right? Because him like a mighty wind. When the Holy Spirit came on the day of Pentecost, it came as a wind. It came as an influence. There are different influences. But God wants us to take the benefits that the Holy Spirit gives us and use it to trash, trample, cast out, and totally cut off the influence of the enemy. Ephesians 2, chapter 2, verse 2. Ephesians 2, 2. Wherein in time past, you also walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the world, okay, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now works in the children of what? Disobedience. Said in time past, we walked according to that course. We walked according to the prince of the... You know, we said the Holy Spirit is like mighty rushing wind. It's the word for the spirit is Numa. It's Roach, the breath of God, the air of God, the wind. You capture God in the air, it's described as air or as wind or as breath. The devil too is also as air. It's called the prince of the power of the air. And before we knew the truth... We also walked under what? Under that influence. Hello? We also walked under that influence. We walked according to the course of this world. And that spirit, watch it, not the Holy Spirit. That spirit is now still working in the children of disobedience. So when we're also in disobedience to what God has spoken to us, either personally, Maybe God has spoken something to you, your secret place, your devotion, or he has spoken to you, has unveiled the truth to you by the message you hear, and you don't do it, you are working according to another course. You know that Peter walked in the course, he walked under the influence of the Holy Spirit, and he also walked under the influence of the enemy. So when you are not doing the right thing, you are working on another parallel. You know, you are, when something is parallel, they can't meet. When you are working under the influence of the devil, of the prince of the power of the air, you cannot meet with the good that God has on the other side. It's not as if you get to one point where the, the two lanes will merge. The flesh will not merge into the spirit. And the spirit will not merge into the flesh. That's why the, Paul was saying to the Galatians, he said, oh foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? You who started in the spirit, can you now continue in the flesh? The flesh and the spirit, they can't merge. You have to just leave one road and face the other road. You have to change lane. You have to change your track. 
But the track of the Holy Spirit comes with understanding, with wisdom, with knowledge. It comes with life and comes with life how? More abundantly. If you look as well at the things that you see, the things that you see, you will see that they produce or the, the, the character or the effects, the effect of the spirits, they're totally different. If you look in Galatians 5, we're rounding up. I don't know how that is. We'll have to continue at another time. So I'm rounding up. If you look at Galatians 5, we're going to quickly read that from 16. This I say, walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the loss of the flesh. You see that? They can't merge. When you walk in this one, you will not be doing that one. When you walk in the spirit, you will not fulfill the loss of the flesh. For the flesh lost against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary, the one to the other. So that you cannot do the things that you would. But if you are led of the spirit, you are not under the law. Now look at this. Now, verse 19. Now the works of the flesh are manifest. Which is this? Adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like of the which I tell you as before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. When you are under the curse of the prince of the air, you walk in the flesh. And when you walk in the flesh, that means you are not walking with understanding. You are not allowing the spirit of God to be upon your life as a spirit of fear of the Lord. You are not allowing the spirit of God to give you wisdom. And then you are making choices that will let, that will make things like adultery appealing to you. It will make fornication appealing to you. It will make lasciviousness appealing to you. You just want to have a good time. You just want to parry. It's just about fun. Jesus has already paid the price. Not me kill Jesus. You just want to just do what feels good to you. Witchcraft. If somebody offends you, you hold them in your heart. The Bible says vengeance is mine. You too, you say vengeance is mine. You want to be vengeful. So you become a witch. Let me tell you, you don't have to be a coven to be a witch. If you look at your sister and say, God, I know that thing you did, she did for me. She, 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 she will still suffer. You are a witch. Hello? If you are looking at somebody and looking for how their punishment will come upon them. You are practicing witchcraft. Don't wish anyone evil. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. He didn't say that the person will not be punished. He just said you will not be the one to do it. So don't add it to your prayer points. Okay? Hallelujah. Forgive those who have offended you. And if I'm part of them, forgive me. Amen. Thy man was so loud. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank God for forgiveness. By the time you jump to verse 22, he said, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, 
It is joy. It is long-suffering. It is gentleness. It is goodness. It is faith. It is meekness. It is temperance. And against what there is no law. For those that have Christ have crucified the flesh and the lost thereof. So when you are walking under the influence of the Spirit of God, when you are walking in understanding, when you are walking in the fear of the Lord, you begin to see that you walk in love. You are more joyful. You are not just depressed. You know you are at peace. You suffered long. Not that, oh, I'm out of here. Oh, they treated me badly. I'm out of here. Oh, he didn't greet me. Oh, she didn't. No, 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 no. You are just, you are just, you are just able to accommodate what you can't by yourself. No one can stay in the place of suffering except by the Spirit of God. So we're not expected to have all these virtues without a full combo of the Holy Spirit. Without having an understanding that the Holy Spirit is going to help us to do this. So you see, as I said, there are two parallel lanes. You can't be walking in the flesh. You can't be doing idolatry and be saying you are good. You can't be doing fornication and say you have faith. Okay? So let's quickly run and um, find a way to wrap all this up. At least in a sufficient way to close this message. Know that we are really done. I'd like you to look at another scripture in Romans 1, 4, Romans 1, 4. And this is talking also about Jesus. The scripture declares him to be the son of God with power according to the speed of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. The son of God with power. He was the son of God with anointing. Everything God told him to come and do, he was able to do because he was anointed. Why? Because he had the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. You have to ask yourself, what spirit am I operating in? By what spirit am I doing what I am doing? There's a spirit of the Lord that gives you understanding in every situation. When you lack understanding, you fight. When you lack knowledge, you are destroyed. The devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Isn't it? And the scripture also says that my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. If you know that the Holy Spirit is a spirit of knowledge, you will not be destroyed. We hope you've been blessed by the message. For other titles in our catalog, please visit our website www.dogsandng.org or call 01740-3593. Our church services are Wednesday 6 p.m. and Sunday 9 a.m. at kilometer 43, Lekki Epe Expressway, opposite Pan African University. Doxa International Christian Center, empowering to make the difference.